bananas that I got from Costco are also ridiculously big. You missed this, Russ, when you were gone. I was talking a story about <laughs> how... Do you really have a banana story? That's yeah. just, like, way too convenient. I just... <laughs> no, it's that, no, I was talking a story... I was, I was... When you were gone, I was talking a story about something or other, and stories like, I can see you're eating something. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm eating some peanuts. And these... Everything... Clea got this stuff from Costco. To be fair, I said I could hear you were eating Oh, you could hear me eating, yeah. So you heard you've been to Costco before, I'm not right, Russ? You've been there before. You know what this is. I think, in fact, I'm eating Costco bananas as we speak. See, there aren't wow. okay. So they're not only in bulk, but they're also ridiculously big. Like these peanuts are extra large Virginia peanuts. The cottage cheese yeah, they got the molecules like come in bulk. Three pounds. <laughs> exactly. It's bizarre. I was like, how can you possibly have food this large and then sell it to a general public? That like that growth hormones, man. Growth hormones. I know. I'm scared about that. Man, crossbreed them with like elephants too. <laughs> I don't want to be eating any cro- any freaking hormones. That freaking sucks. I, I should never eat anything from there again. It's not vegetarian. It's crossbred with elephants. That's terrible. <coughs> How do you know that those green peppers you had last week were like crossbred? You know that that's an issue, right? Especially um. Oh, I do know that being that's an actual issue. related person yeah. should know about genetically engineered foods and all that stuff. It's <laughs> true. There's fish in the tomatoes and stuff. It's terrible. Yes, exactly. Yeah, genetically engineered foods. We know all about that, don't we? And by that Wait, you mean uh, tomatoes in the fish. There's a fish in my tomato. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really fish tomatoes in my fish. tomato. Is it? Well, that they can just fry. feed the fish tomatoes. That's not a really big deal. I mean, I'm not <laughs> eating fish anyway, and I really don't care hey, if the fish that I hypothetically would eat if I didn't eat the uh, eat the fish had eaten tomatoes. I don't think you can they, do that. You know, I ate them. What? I mean, if I, I were allergic you can to really tomatoes, do it might bother me. Do what? Feed tomatoes to fish? I don't really think you can force feed fish random giant foods that are bigger than they are built for. <laughs> what if they were on the moon? What if they were moon-grown tomatoes before they oh, came there? That's a good point. All we'd have to do is grow tomatoes on the moon, fly them back, and then give them to the fish. This is the most efficient method of food production of all <laughs> yes. time. This is absolutely going to solve the world's hunger problem. Can't you see it? It's going to be great. No, no, just go with me on this. It's good. I think, I think we're going to call that visionary step number one. Oh, my God. So, the time has come. It's time to discuss Russ and me and not having any team left because we don't. Because our teams, our teams suck. Uh, me while I close uh, not on that. And topic. you are no better than the Mariners right now. Well, <laughs> <team left>. your <laughs> teams are not there. Either. See, the problem <laughs> with this logic, uh-huh. the problem with this logic story is that your team was basically eliminated when the yeah. season began. Basically, baseball is like, hey, and the Mariners are out. In it was like 14 games to go or something because of a great late run. We swept the Angels. The Angels' magic number over us was one for like a four-game series that we swept them in, and it was fantastic, and we were great. And now the Angels are playing in October. And we're <laughs> I was going to say, but that's the only breakdown there. <laughs> but, but before that, we had our moment of glory. It was great. It was, it was like a game. It's true. It's like the Seattle beats the Angels, and the Angels beat the Yankees, and therefore Seattle is... If only, if only dollars. this were boxing, Seattle would now be the best. Yeah, that's right. If, that's, if this worked like boxing, we got the last series with them. We're world champions until we schedule another match in like four years. And then right. Win. If this were rock paper scissors, you would clearly be, uh, you know, the equivalent team. 
But uh, sadly oh, for Greg, you, did I mention Greg. that about 70% of Yankee Nation now no longer wants A-Rod to win the MVP and are totally willing to give it to David Ortiz? It's funny because a lot of the Red Sox people I talked to were almost hoping he would win it so it could be the most embarrassing moment ever. And the MVP, P, 6 for 146 for 43, 3. Alex Rodriguez! I just hear everybody boo. It's hard to imagine a more least valuable, most valuable player. <laughs> I know. I was watching him do that. When he came up in the ninth and he hits the ball, I'm like, oh, please make this be a double play. And it was a double play. I'm like, that is going to make for the greatest talk radio ever for the next month. That's going to be tremendous. And sure enough, you had people who were like, A-Fraud, L-Rod, E-Rod, Suck-Rod, Rod-Suck, A-Suck. Oh, it was great. So fun. Speaking so of which, right we should call no, uh, Francisco Rodriguez right? What's that? Absolutely not. What did you say, sorry? So I was just saying right in, Since they imported A-Rod, no championships. That, that's true. It's the curse of A-Rod. That's a good point. And it, and it was also, so... No championships go all the way back to Mike Mussina. Forget A-Rod. Mike Mussina is the original loser from 2001. <laughs> Mike was, he, he, really was he was funny when they were asking about it. He's like, yeah, well, you know, we gave up a bunch of bloops and bleeders. I'm like, such as the dead center field home run by Garrett Anderson or the one that was clocked by Adam Kennedy so that they had to catch the ball at the wall when Bubba Crosby and, yeah. you know, Steroid Man decided to collide no, that there. That was a really great play because on the one hand, we can lament not having a center fielder and on the other hand, we can lament Mike Mussina still sucking to give up <laughs> that kind of a drive. <laughs> no, it was a bloop. Remember, it was a bleeder. Both ways. It was a 400-foot bleeder. Keep that in mind. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, Although that does reaffirm Russ's theory that they're all number two hitters, that the entire Angels lineup is a bunch of number two hitters. Oh, I'll all buy that. Together. I mean, the thing that must be frustrating from the Yankee, I mean, you can tell me, Russ, if this is true, but from the Yankee fan perspective, it must be frustrating that you shut down the entire, like, Angels thing, like their running game and everything else, and they still, that's got to be frustrating if they won regardless, despite the fact you undercut Guerrero and shut down the running game. This is not... Like last last year, I felt like they never really deserved to be up three zero on the Red Sox, and right. that it wasn't. I mean, it was obviously horrible when they lost, but they just were never that good. They had no pitching. This year, it seemed like it really came together right at the right time. Like they had what they needed. The bullpen wasn't great, but you had a couple starters like Aaron Small who was supposed to help out in there, and uh, you know Rivera is still Rivera. And then they just everyone found a way to fail. It was amazing. Like how many failures it took to lose to the Angels. Like Randy Johnson. Was total crap in Game Three. Matt he was Sui and Sheffield come on, Russ. Left Red, Red, combined, like, Johnson battled out there. He kept his team base. in the game. <laughs> Forget A Rod. Matsui and Sheffield left thirty-five men on base in the series. That's true. You can't put that many people on base and not score runs. It just—it's—it's it's almost impossible. It's like the laws of physics <laughs> are against you when you leave that many men on base. Yeah. Well, and then A Rod. Yeah, A Rod was horrible too. But I mean. If the entire middle of the lineup can't hit, I don't see how we're going to win any games. That's the whole point of the... F- damn, I'm trying not to curse here. That's the whole point of the... <laughs> well, it was pretty funny. Like When people especially started, the big thing here was they started blaming Joe Torre, and I'm like, yes, because Joe Torre did not give the magical, you know, the magical juice to Jeter, I mean, to uh, A-Rod, Sheffield, and Matsui so that they could actually hit in the clutch instead of, you know, doing super pop-up man imitations every time they get up there. Matsui actually left eight men on base in that last game. He was 0 for 5. Left eight men on base. Yes. Yeah, they were verging on setting records for futility in the last couple games of the series. It was really fun. 
So you, do you believe that Randy that Johnson is? has now made up for what he did by coming in and giving some serious good innings of relief in no. Game 5? <laughs> no. No, no, no. Four and a third meaningless innings. That atones for everything, right? Woot! Uh, yeah, I can't have a lefty reliever, right? I know, right? Yeah, Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you, why don't you put him in the bullpen? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. That's, that's that. in the bullpen. It's gonna be the bullpen's gonna be Randy Johnson and Al Leiter and Aaron Small and Mariano Rivera. And it's that's just you get one guy per game. That's how it's gonna work. It's gonna be like there starting a knocked out in three innings. You bring in the bullpen guy. Yeah, and we'll the rest set. of the game. Until the, the, bullpen, the bullpen's gonna be like thirty million dollars for five guys in the bullpen. It's the most exactly. expensive bullpen and in history. Yeah, the starters are all the gonna be lousy, and they'll need the good bullpen. I know. Exactly. Will all suck. And uh, Chacon gave them three good innings today, allowing them to get to the power bullpen of Brandy Johnson. <laughs> but the bullpen will all have like 20 wins. It'll be the you know the That's true. 20 win bullpen. That's true. That's true. I've got I've got to believe that for people like Arod, it's helpful to go through this and you learn something. I just don't think people can fail for their entire career. I just don't think it's possible. So it's hard for me to imagine him not performing better in clutch situations after going through this two years in a row. Well, you know what he said? And, uh, he did I, really well in 95. That's true, he did. <laughs> <laughs> Against the Yankees. He was very clutch. Yes, yeah, thank you. Yes. You know who else was clutch? I think, Sorry. I think you're right. You know he, who else was clutch in 95 for the Mariners against the Yankees? Somebody else that I, I forgot. Who, it was a pitcher. Um, uh, he was tall. Yes, Ra- uh, Randy Johnson. Ra- that's right, he came Randy in, in Johnson. A, in a previous relief appearance that mattered, actually. That's right. Yeah, why are we talking about 95? Why <laughs> are we <laughs> talking about 2001 when, when he beat the I Yankees mean, in the World Series? That's true, along with Kurt Schilling. <laughs> but, Russ, I think you're looking actually, at this the wrong that's way. that's not as a Mariner. Russ, I think you're looking at this the wrong way because the truth is if you turn on the TV tonight or yesterday or tomorrow, you know, if, you looked at the, if you've been watching the series, you'll notice that in the two, divi- the two championship series we have Jose Contreras. We have Andy Pettit. Um, we've oh, got. Uh, it's like know, a Yankee rooting fest. It's, yeah. Half the Yankee fans are rooting for Houston, and the other half are rooting for Chicago. And Clemens. we just want to see our entire rotation from two years ago face each other off in the World Series. That's, that's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, not anymore. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. No, it's great. It's great. I was I was cracking up about that. No, it's that. fine. We can do Contreras and El Duque versus Clements and Pettit. That's cool. For all the marbles. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. That's true. That was like the big starting four they were supposed to have sometime. Yep. Hey, yep I mean, true. you get rid of Roger Clemens and Andy Pettit. I think you deserve to stop winning World Series at that <laughs> point to be that stupid. But look, they replaced Andy Pettit with Jarrett Wright, so I don't know what you're worried about. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> cricket. Cricket. Uh, well, you know. Actually, they um, they initially replaced him with, like, Kevin Brown, which was even worse. That's true. He's the forgotten man. No one talks about him being a part of the Yankees' future. He's not. So great. His contract <laughs> expires. He's finished. So you think they're going to the give bench. him another $15 million? Are you insane? <laughs> they, might, they, they might actually need to. It's going to be a funny offseason. No. It really is. So, okay. So, I, I so should ask you that. Very simple. Very simple offseason. So, what is the off se- so, what's the offseason? Don't re-sign Kevin Brown. Okay. Don't re-sign Bernie Williams. Okay. Don't re-sign... I don't. I don't think Sturtz's contract is up. I would love to be able to get rid of him, but didn't there are a bunch Kevin of guys Brown break his uh, water passing out hand? Didn't didn't that happen? He's not even good for the main function he's at. Yeah, it's true. He nearly broke those. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That's a good point. His actually his back went out when he was handing out water anyway, so it didn't matter. 
Yeah, they've got like $65 million coming off of the payroll. The only person they really need to re-sign as a free agent is Hideki Matsui. And then you go get a center fielder, and you go get B.J. Ryan, and you're done. End of story. So they need a center fielder, and they need B.J. Ryan. Um, Are you concerned about other people in the bullpen? For example, Scott Proctor, um, Felix Rodriguez. They have a 15-man rotation for next year. Half of those guys can be the bullpen. I don't care. (laughs) A 15-man rotation. He's really serious about this plan. This is a great idea. Do you know what the rotation is? We have, okay, here are our starters. We have Randy Johnson, who's like, you know, in a contract for the rest of his life until he's 60, right, right $800 million a year. <laughs> right. We have Carl Pavano, who could actually be good at some point. If he's healthy. We have Jarrett Wright, who's tied up for crazy amounts of money so that he can spend time in the hospital. Right. And then you've got the actual starters from the playoffs, guys like Mike Mucina, Chen Men Wong. Was that, is that six yet? Are we up to six? Well, I'm still sort of getting over the thought of Pavano actually being, uh, you know, or Jarrett Wright being alive and pitching, but let's assume that they are. Okay, so you're up to like five or six. Sean Chacon, Sean Chacon, who is actually going to be in the rotation next year and deserves it and is going to be re-signed. Then you have Aaron Small, who is 10-0 and has yet to lose a regular season game, even though he kind of sucked it in the postseason, but that's just sort of the team way to go there. You've also got Al Leiter. And then you have Al Leiter. Like half of these guys are going to the bullpen. Aaron Small's going to the bullpen. Leiter's going to the bullpen. You don't need that many guys when you have 8,000 starters. Help me out here, Story. There's something wrong with this logic, but I can't quite say, figure it out yet. Well, the difference I mean, is they just the need a lefty power that guy. The Yankees can actually there. get away with taking out Leiter on and saying, now you go to the bullpen, because he's like, okay, I'm wearing pinstripes, I'll do it, fine. Right. You know, No other team could and do he that. he also you makes know. no money. He That's gets the traded to Kansas Al-Lider. City. And, you know, Kansas City's like, go to the bullpen. And he's like, no, I'll, I'll actually hold out until you make me your ace. But the Yankees are like, okay, you know, do it. I know. Joe Torre said so. And, he, and he's like, okay, what else can I do for you? Well, do you I mean, you that's think probably why Kevin actually, Brown, you know, hurt himself. He probably, like, you know, stuck his back in a in an escalator. And it's just like, oh, I'm hurt, can't, can't play. He's stuck his back in an elevator. <laughs> That's a great baseball story. I, I, I was like just it. trying to come up with something. It's like, like ah, who ah. No, someone actually, <laughs> someone actually had an escalator-based indis- in- injury in like the late 80s or early 90s. Julio Franco, I think, was out for a while with I think an escalator mini malls and strip malls have the escalator-based industry, though, if that's what... You're asking about yeah. well, they're, they're big on the escalators. injury, the injury. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't I'm, match the two greatest injuries ever. The two greatest baseball injuries ever, which are um, Dustin Hermanson and Jeff Kent. Dustin Hermanson's injury was the I'm doing dishes, cut myself, and get a staph infection in my arm, and so I'll be out for two months. That was the Dustin Hermanson injury. And the other greatest baseball injury ever was Jeff Kent who claimed that he broke his leg when he was uh, washing his truck, but in fact broke his leg as he was doing wheelies on a motorcycle down the center of a city street. Those are the two Well, he was just washing his truck at 85 miles an hour. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> he he actually spray, had yeah. a hose in his hand while on the, micro- on the motorcycle doing wheelies. They're like, yep, yeah, well, he always like does it that way, yep. <laughs> God. I think back in the 80s, Ron Dowling almost cut off truck. one of his pitching fingers with an, uh, one of those hedge trimmers. How did you and he was gone for like a hedge trimmer. 
Well, what about the, the Cleveland? You remember the Cleveland Indian guys? Right. You remember the Cleveland Indian pitchers that like two of them were decapitated? You mean one of the boat thing? Oh, oh yeah, in the yeah, boating that injury. Was, oh, that was horrible. That was terrible. horrible and not funny at all. Yeah. No, I was terrible. I was just, yeah, I was just that thinking was I was really like, terrible. It was horrific. But one of the guys came back and pitched after that. Obviously. Not the decapitated ones, but the non-decapitated <laughs> guy like came back. The headless pitcher. <laughs> <laughs> the great headless pitcher of the Cleveland Indians. Yeah. <laughs> now, was this a Johnny Depp movie you were watching? If Jim Abbott can do it, I can do it. Oh, my God. Looking in for the wow. sign was kind of difficult. but. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Okay, that's horrific, and I apologize that oh I even my said God. anything like that. It's really oh terrible. God. Oh, God. The guy had a hell of a neck on his shoulder. Oh, 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 jeez. Oh, oh, God. We're just... <laughs> oh, man. Oh. It's a good thing Bob Euchre wasn't around to comment, oh, commentate on those Cleveland Indians. Oh, my God. He wants <laughs> another batter. Where is this guy then? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's so terrible. <laughs> what um, is he thinking? If only we could see what he's thinking about. Oh, <laughs> You'll have to dredge out the bottom of the lake to find that out. you got to be brainless to come up with that pitch. I mean, oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so I started by commenting on a really crappy injury. I didn't mean to actually make it. And then let's joke about the headless people. That's hilarious. Oh, God. I think uh, Contreras, actually, Uh, he was injured for like half of his first season with the Yankees because he's... Oh, no, no, it was Felix Rodriguez. He missed uh, almost his full season with the Yankees because he slipped in the shower and hit his head, and that was it. He slipped in the shower? There you go. He slipped in the shower, and that was bye-bye. I, I remember this. Okay. I heard about this too. Who was, yeah. Who was the guy that got injured Absolutely. bringing the groceries down the stairs and he slipped and fell down the stairs because he had like a lo- load of groceries? Yes, I remember that too. There was some was baseball that? or football guy or some some random ass. I don't it was know. a baseball guy. It had to be baseball, right? Football people are like, what? I think it was Jim Edmonds. Jim Edmonds? Was it Jim Edmonds? Did some burly. No, it was a large individual who was like, I can't carry groceries up the stairs. I'm not qualified. Now I'm injured. (laughs) It was that somebody actually threw um, groceries down the stairs, and Jim Edmonds ran and made a ridiculous catch but injured himself like he always does. That was basically what happened. I got it! Oh, my arm! Yeah. Did you guys hear the other big baseball news that's um, non-related to... uh, that's, that's not related to injury but related to how about... sort of the how about that thing? Did you hear about the Nomar Garcia Parra situation? But that he's the no, most cursed hold player on, in baseball hold on. history. I have, I have confirmed Ruben Sierra was the one, not Julio Franco. Ruben uh, Sierra injured himself on an escalator. He had a sprained ankle thanks to chasing his daughter on a mall escalator. Source ESPN. <laughs> and I'll be right back because I'm getting the phone. So he's got some... That's, that's, that is pretty yeah. funny, actually. Um, no, the thing with Garcia Parra is he rescued two women who fell into Boston Harbor. Um, he, the, is he trying to one up a rod now? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Um, he like like you know, rescuing people in Boston to gain their love. No, I'm just looking here. He was in his Charlestown condominium with his uncle Friday night when they heard a scream and a splash. As soon as the and then they say the two-time American League batting champ ran out the door to help the women. Her friend also fell in, hitting her head on the pier, said Victor Garcia Parra, who oversees his nephew's business and charitable ventures. Victor Garcia Parra jumped from the balcony to the water 20 feet below. I swam towards them, and by the time I reached Victor them... Victor Garcia Parra. It's his uncle. Just like his, bro- his cousin? No, it's his uncle. 
There really aren't that many Garcia Paris oh, in the world, okay. given that it was a made-up last name. But I swam towards them. By the time I reached them, Nomar was already there holding the girls up, he told the newspaper, but he couldn't get them up without help. One woman had a large lump on her because head. Because he tore his groin while yeah. going into the lake. Because he, th- because he actually threw the rope over their head. Um, one woman had a large lump on her head and appeared to be unconscious, he said. When she came to, the first thing she said was, Are you Nomar? Victor Garcia Paris said. Nomar responded by slapping her in the face. No, I just made that last part up. Um, but the rest of it, right. it's all true. How dare you? <laughs> My <laughs> name is Ramon. Johnny O'Hara of Natick witnessed Ramon what happened from his... <laughs> <laughs> what happened from his boat. A bunch of us came running over, and sure enough, pulling the two girls from the water was Nomar. It was crazy. Nomar was, like, jumping over walls to get to the girls, and the other guy was, like, leaping off the balcony. It was unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> no more is like it jumping really over walls. It. Yes, no, no. It really says it. this. I'm lo- it, this is not made up. I'm looking at the at the article right now. No more was like jumping okay. over walls to get to the girls. That's a tremendous quote. No more is jumping over walls to get to girls. You realize that his name makes just as much sense backwards as it does forwards, right? Like if he said, "My name is Ramon Arapa," you know is Craig. Well, that's why they. That's why they did that. His name is, is it's Ramon backwards. That's actually the source of his name. Yeah. Oh, I know. His dad's name is Ramon. But I'm saying even right. the last name is so ridiculous that it's, sure. A rapper. Sure, right. Yeah, oh. that's the name too. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> a rapper Craig. Um, Ramon Arapacraig. I'm not sure I buy that. <laughs> and I'm no longer in agreement with you. <laughs> <laughs> it still doesn't, it doesn't make as much sense. Just because it doesn't sound Hispanic you, doesn't you, mean it's any less valid than Garcia You <laughs> find me in a rapper Craig, and uh, I'll concede that argument. Here's Uncle Joe, a rapper Craig. Bob, a rapper Craig. <laughs> Steve, a rapper Craig. That's a good one. Craig, a rapper Craig. Telling you. Oh man. A rapper Craig. At least okay. some of the great names. Can we go names. back to talking about like decapitated baseball players? I know something? that that was a great part of the show. Something reasonable. Uh, that was a great part of things we were talking about. That so yeah, not so cool. Not yes. so cool. So yeah, so I don't know. So anyway, so we proved that our teams are both flawed, and both of them are going to um, are going to have to do a lot of work, and that's unfortunate, frankly. Except that my point was that the Yankees have to do virtually nothing in the off season. I'm not buying that because um, <laughs> it was sort of the opposite thing. No, but I'm not buying that because I don't buy that. You know, first of all, and also you have to replace other people. Like you have to replace your pitching coach. Mel called it a week, or called it a. Lo- I mean, called it a whatever. Yeah. ten year, a decade, or however. I'll take uh, any dead carcass of uh, an animal. Roadkill will do. That's fine. You don't like Mel Stottlemyre? Just put anyone on the bench. How can you not? You're like You're not Mel aware of this. You Yankee move. fans' hatred for Mel Stottlemyre? Why do Yankee fans hate Mel Stottlemyre? Let me start you off with this, and I'll just get you thinking. You remember how Mel Stottlemyre used to have a son who was like a prominent pitcher in the major leagues? Sure. Yes, I what do. Whatever happened to that guy? Um. Oh, he broke himself, didn't he? Yes, he did. There's some pattern that's related to this phenomenon. <laughs> or are you claiming that like Mel Stottlemyre's genetic like effect on people is to make them break? Or his coaching tactics? Yes, one of those. But he has a clicker. I see him using it all the time. Clicker pitch count. He's terrible. He ruined Contreras. Contreras went to the White Sox, and El Duque's like, "Why don't you just do what you do when you dominated international players for years and years?" And Contreras said, "See." 
and then he became the best pitcher on the staff. <laughs> Is that actually what happened? Yes. He just was throwing, like, there, Solomar was trying to get him to throw overhand. He said C. And, and then Contreras started throwing, like, three quarters in sidearm, and all of a sudden he was amazing again. And uh, Yeah, but that might be yeah, Billy Connors. Okay. That might be the fault of Billy Connors and the Tampa people, not Mel Stottlemyre. I mean, I think the Tampa people are more in charge of screwing up the roster, not in charge of screwing up individual pitchers. Oh, okay. I didn't know that's broke down that one. That's, that's my bad. That's his job description. So how about the hitting coach? What do you think of, uh, what do you think of Donnie Baseball? It's amazing that Steinbrenner has someone on the payroll whose job is to screw up the pitching staff. It's really amazing. Yeah. He believes in competition, so you have to have at least two people trying to do one there job for every position they have. <laughs> we need the best people that money can buy screwing up our position, our pitchers. The best person that money can buy. Yeah, exactly. So what do you think Not that... just anyone. Um, but Russ, the problem with this, though, is I happen to know your deep love, your deep and abiding love for Donnie Baseball. And the truth is that two seasons in a row... I can't say bad about Donnie Baseball. Two seasons in a row, your say? top hitters have collapsed. They have fallen apart. Hey... Comeback player of the year. He turned he turned a pile of crap into the comeback player of the year. That's got to be worth something. Him and Pfizer, the sponsor of the award. Sure, he just handed him some handed him some pills. Some green pills, and that was that. Here, take these. These will be great. He, he turned great. the most scared, overpriced player in Major League history into the least valuable, most valuable player. <laughs> he turned. <laughs> what? Hideki Matsui Wait, into a lesser version of himself. That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> that's tremendous. He took two people and yeah. made them slightly worse. That's true. That's, that's, that's good stuff. There you go. That's quality. And he put Derek Jeter and made yeah, him be back have on a the very team. good average to good season for Derek Jeter. He's like, here, Derek, let me teach that you how so to hit impressive. a little less well. All right, Donnie. You're Donnie Baseball. <laughs> to be fair... Donnie had to spend like 85% of his time with Giambi this year. We all know that. Hey. Giambi is like the remedial student. Those injections take a while. He's like, what do I do again? He's like, He's like stop striking take out. Take no. two pills you, you call me in the morning. No, no. Take two. Jason. Just take two of these. But aren't they going to catch me? No. No, they won't them. take you. They won't well, catch you. Yes, here. Yeah. I'll get, let me. Donnie, Kevin Brown will get you a glass of water, okay? Baseball. Jason, you inject your right buttock. So your right buttock. My what? My, your right. Full of every substance known to man. Your right part of your ass. That's what you put the injection in. The right part of your ass. That was it. It was Conseco, McGuire, and Donnie Baseball. Leading the drug ring of the 1980s. <laughs> <laughs> no, but if he had been, he might have won. Uh, you guys are so on the money. I can't <laughs> believe it. I don't know. I think Story and I are just looking at a guy who was an incredible player, then became a broken shell of a man with numerous like unexplained tumors, apologized for something that, that he, he never explained. The greatest batting coach in history. <laughs> exactly. And then became a broken shell and was like, wait, he's right. If I just swing the bat where the ball is, I could be great again. And then he went off and had a tremendous tear. Yeah. I think I'm going to go back to the idea that since yeah. he was puffed up to being the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man, I think he's the comeback drug user of the year. That's that's my view. Well, Pfizer did sponsor the award. I know. He came back He came back to drugs. Do you I think... Really, I mean, I'm telling you, the last person to be affiliated with Viagra before this was Rafael Palmero. I'm just saying. It's a good point. It's a good point. Do you think any of them sat around and looked at each other and said, do you think we maybe shouldn't sponsor this award given who it's going to? Do you think that ever, like, in the boardroom of Pfizer, you know, Pfizer, someone was like, uh, do you realize who might win this award? That must have crossed somebody's mind, right? 
Like somebody must clearly yeah, have thought of that. Not as the an most issue. brilliant decision in the history of the world, mm-hmm. given that they did just have this whole let's not endorse Rafael Palmero and let him do ads for us anymore. Yeah. Oh, wait. The back player of the year. Instead, let's get Giambi and Gary Sheffield. Why are they so good that they win all the awards, those bastards? <laughs> it's inexplicable. There's John, no way... You did. If you believe in chemical enhancement, it, it goes deep. Certainly worked for your boys' story. Ryan Franklin... Such greats as... Uh, God, why have they not gotten rid of... Okay, speaking of off-season moves that need to happen, Brian Franklin needs to be dumped in a dumpster and just forgotten about. Like, please, can that whoever, whatever coach dumped him some steroid pills to try to get him off the staff last year, it was a great move. It was a valiant effort. He only got suspended. He didn't get totally, you know, taken out of baseball. Just do it again. Everything will be good. I don't understand Ryan your Franklin hatred for Ryan worst Franklin. player in America. But he's, you know... Okay, his record is like 3-700 and 700 in the last <laughs> three years. He that is quite a record. Like a one... A one-game over 500 record in the 2001 season where the Mariners won every game. They won 116 games. Ryan Franklin, like, barely won any games. Since that time, he's lost another 1,000 games. One story. Really tough luck. Do you have any idea how hard that is to do? To be the one guy that takes all the losses it for is. the team in the season true. where they it's win true. almost every game. He absorbed the losses. It's That's true. So it's very it's difficult. Yes, extremely clutch, I'm sure. Clutch or clutching his head in anguish at how horrible he is. The Dotson clutch. Yeah. One or the other. Oh, my God, Ryan Franklin. I tell you, that guy's got a good head on his shoulders. (laughs) Will you stop? (laughs) Yes, it's true. That's the one one slight advantage he has over other possible players. (laughs) He is capitated. Oh, God, stop. (laughs) Exactly. Stop. (laughs) <laughs> Horrible. Oh gosh. Oh god. Okay, this year this year eight and fifteen. Eight and fifteen, okay. Yes. Last year and this is actually a percentage improvement. Well wait, 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 let me stop Last you though. Four, he must have had four and sixteen. No, no, he had to go four and six eighty five. He had to go four and six eighty five if you <laughs> to match the matches record. <laughs> it's true. And the year before yeah, four four and six eighty five. Okay, to be fair, in two thousand one he was entirely in the bullpen. So I do have that off by a year. I am incorrect. <laughs> he was five and one. The next year he was seven and five, two thousand two, which you know again that was a year they contended, but he had an ERA of four, and then every year he's just gotten worse, just worse and worse and worse. He is twelve and thirty one in the last two years. Okay, that might not be six and seven hundred, but probably it's twelve isn't. and thirty one. Yeah, probably is. That's really bad. It's close. Twelve and thirty one. I mean, the the hitters just give up when he's on the hill. They're like, okay, we're gonna lose this one. Pack it in, save our good swings for next game. You know, we don't care. Well, so so he's the living, like Russ said, though, he's the living incarnation of the law of averages. You know, if you win five in a row, you're due to lose one. He's the one who's going to lose. You know, he's he's the living incarnation of the law of averages. Yeah, this is not an argument for keeping him on the staff. Even the scales of justice. The living incarnation of good, good players. He's horrible. And he's taking steroids that, you know... Our front office is flipping him so that he can quietly be flipped out the back door. Um, I remember you know, it's uh, his, than his dream 
in life was always to compete in World's Strongest Man. So yeah, that's exactly. coming after his yeah. baseball career. Exactly. He's changing his name yeah. to Magnus Versch Magnuson. <laughs> I know. You wonder... Any like, of this would be an improvement. Uh, apparently, apparently the, uh, what they do in all, the, in all of the Nordic countries... What they do in all, all, you know, Norway and, you know, Sweden and Finland and all these things is they basically just sit around either in the summer or the winter and they lift 600-pound stones above their head until they're larger than any human being could ever be and then they go find the world's strongest man competition. That's apparently what they do. So, the stones or the people? Uh, I hadn't thought of that. Uh, the people, I'm going to say. I'm sorry, I had some crazy psychedelic explanation in which they were... Lifting the stones above their head until the stones grew to be larger than any people. <laughs> okay, you just lift this stone, and it's gonna get real big. Oh sure, I'll I don't do it. Stand this. <laughs> a lifted stone oh, gathers bigger. Stroke is getting bigger. Meanwhile, they're using his training <laughs> regimen, like you know, songs from ABBA. That's basically their training regimen. Yes, a lifted stone gathers some mass. I don't think so, guys. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. sweet. But it is. And some of the things, too, I don't uh, understand. Have these, if, you guys, if you guys watch the Strongest Man competition, they have these belts Whoa. that they put around. Lip, 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 you're breaking up. Lip, lip. What? I'm niner, breaking up. Niner. I'm breaking up. Light 7-4. You're breaking up. Oh, my bad. Roger. I was trying to, you know, avoid, I was trying to avoid Finn Finson here. But uh, they, they have this belt around them that is supposed to, I guess, balance the weight. But I don't understand how any belt could possibly balance. Like, I've seen... Have you guys seen the one where they have to hold two boats up with both hands? Like, they just use two ropes to lift the boats up. And they have to keep them... Uh, like, they have to keep their their arms extended until they drop both boats. I'm not sure how a belt is going to compensate for boat weight. You know, like, full boats. You know? It's easier it's than just doing one boat. What's that? It's true, it's more balanced. Yeah, it's, it's easier than one boat. That's a good point, yeah. If you only had one boat, that would be deeply problematic. Yeah. Um, a boat in trick. hand is worth two overhead. It's worth two growing stones that feel like people overhead. Yep, no question about exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. That's the principle. Fin, that's what I do when I lift boats every day. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's, that, um, that's that wiry strength of your story that people don't realize is that, you know, at any moment you're just apt to, like, whip out a boat and just start lifting it. It's true. It's true. You really get underestimated when you're 5'11", 120 pounds. But, uh, boy, <laughs> I really uh, lift some boats in my day. It is, it is efficient use of what you've got. That's the key. Efficient use of what you've got. That's correct. That's correct. I'm uh, giving a seminar on boat, boat lifting a couple days from now. Speaking of which, they have a seminar that they're doing out here in New York. They're toy boats, but you know. <laughs> Not the same thing. That's impressive, the toy boats. Uh, they've got a seminar out here that they're doing which has every cheesy late-night TV guy of all time speaking. So they have Donald Trump, who's not a late-night TV guy, but, you know, whatever, he's sort of cheesy. So they've got Donald Trump as headlining it, and then they've also got Anthony Robbins, like Tony Robbins, speaking. They've got um, Susie Orman. They've got the guy who does the late-night real estate show. I can't remember his name. He does, like, wealth to management. He's always on at, like, 2 in the morning or something like that. They've got every cheesy guy. Did you guy. just say the late-night real estate show? Does it, that actually exist? There's a late night. Yeah, sure. If you're up late, I've been up late at night doing papers, and all of a sudden this real late estate show comes real on. Estate. Yeah, it's is that the one with where the transsexual tells you that you can make millions of dollars by like renovating houses and the what? You buy tapes of this. You know that little that little 
Hispanic-looking guy who has the voice of a woman who's clearly a woman who's had a sex change operation <laughs> who's like now a real estate what? magnate with late-night commercials. Do you mean the guy? Come on. Do you mean I the guy? Like you you mean the guy who's in the boat? Channels, guys. I think that's true. Do you mean the guy who's in the, <laughs> the, the, the guy? different late-night channels. Is this the guy who's in the? This is the guy who always he opens up in the you. boat and he's like, "I bet you wish you could be rich like me." Yeah. There's like five women around him. Is that who you're talking about? That sounds like Matthew Lesko, the insane. No, oh, yeah. that guy. He is insane. I like that guy. That guy's crazy. Matthew Lesko. How many other people would wear, you know, um, but yeah, anyway. But back to the transsexual real estate okay, guy. late night real estate. Well, he gets those suits cheap like, because nobody else will wear them. Yeah, that's the question mark Like, suits. buy your real estate <laughs> the before the escrow office opens. Buy, buy, buy the real estate in the middle of the night. They won't even know what hit them. Well, it's one of these guys. They win the bidding war. I wish they would just be serious about it because it's one of these guys that As come out the and they're always like, you know, I made millions working the real estate market and I've decided to share it with you because I too want to make you rich. I'm like, you know, I'm just not going to buy this. I'm not going to buy that you want to make people who are up at this hour rich. I'm not going to buy that. I'm going to buy uh, that you want more money. That's what I'm going to buy. Yes. It's alternating with the ads for Prozac and antidepressants and anti-insomniac aids. Like, why are you up at this hour? Hey, I want to make you rich. It's like the uh, ads that I was talking about <laughs> last night the other day. I was telling Ross about uh, these ads on during the World Series of Poker that were like from Harris Club and things of like, the people telling you to stop gambling may not be the people who <laughs> would tell you this. Awesome. For example, us. Have you seen this? It's just like, we want you to stop gambling if you're under 21, lonely, or depressed, you know, or have ever had or an ulcer solely using or the internet or where no revenue <laughs> <laughs> exactly or exactly or maybe nursing you know In any of these situations you probably shouldn't gamble set a limit with yourself you know set a limit with others with friends however if you yeah, if you're old crazy. and have a fixed and income like and want to get on a, bu- on a bus music. you know yeah, sign exactly. me up right well then please please walk right in I love those right commercials down. those are like the tobacco commercials what that they have where they sort of focus in first on this, ki- on this uh, child exactly. and they're like smoking isn't for children five year olds shouldn't smoke that's why we at Philip Mars are committed to stopping this baby from smoking and then they like pan back and you see exactly. the website you know because we all know he shouldn't smoke until he's six. He won't like it if he's five. He hasn't learned enough how to breathe in it. You know that babies have no disposable income. Why would you want them like to smoke? That. I mean, uh, that's... Oh, can we do that again? Yeah, exactly. And why smoke when you can try can a healthy cocaine back? stick? Brought to you by Heltria. <laughs> a cocaine stick. Uh, <laughs> who needs to snort it when you I'm can suck you. it instead? The cocaine stick. <laughs> <laughs> Legalization. That's what it'll be. That's what I'm saying. Oh my god. Yeah, you love legalization and you know it. Don't even play that. Don't don't Are you talking to yourself again now? <laughs> I love legalization. I know you it. You ran that don't debate case me with this. me and therefore you don't you're not totally opposed to it. What's a debate case? I mean, I'm capable of writing a debate case about anything. I wrote I wrote a debate case about how you're morally obligated to commit suicide. That doesn't mean I believe it, you know, like You mean you don't believe it? <laughs> I mean God damn it, that I'll, changes I'll everything. In, uh, Thanks for telling me now. Life, guys. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I know, seriously. Things that would have helped to know earlier. Oh man. So wait, you wrote a case advocating legalization? You? Yes. Huh? Well, I mean we co wrote it. Russ and I co wrote it for the for the uh for the map tournament of course. Right. For the birth of the emo tournament. Did you uh did you write a case did you write a case that involved um, going to war and fighting for the military? I just want to make sure I'm clear here. 
I mean, I did write a case. You remember the chem weapons case? I also wrote that one, which was definitely way against lots of things. It pitted like two options that I definitely didn't believe in. It was sort of my counterbalance to running the uh, the draft dodging case that Sirota and I wrote. That one about uh, that presupposes you're a draft dodger, and then you know in Vietnam, and then you either go to Canada or uh, or stay home and risk going to jail. So, you know, right. I figured I had to write something that counterbalances it because that totally presupposed my ballpark and everything that I believe in. And so it was like total home field advantage case. So I wrote that one about chem weapons of like, you know, the hypothetical Chechnya Russia situation where they uncover a cache of illegal chemical weapons and then do they use them in the war against the oppressive state or not? So, uh, so that's kind of like, you know, writing a case about war. Yeah, but it would be, it would war. be closer. Because you're in a war situation. To make it really opposite, to be fair, it would have to be, you are a fat cat, well-paid official who is oppressing minorities. You come across a cache of chemical weapons. Should you use them to improve and increase your ability to oppress minorities? Now, that would be truly opposite. <laughs> That's true. That would be very opposite. Like, That's true. That's like when Branzel was going to force me to run, uh, to run the case <laughs> that states would be better served by increased lottery systems than by progressive income taxes. Wow. That would be, yeah, that would have been a problem. He was like, you have to run it exactly the opposite of the way you run it. That's my, my lottery case. He was so tired of running with me. Yep, well, I understand. Oh, Those were the oh, days. Debate. Those were the days. Yeah. Those were. Seriously. So speaking of... Uh, I think we need to cue John Mellencamp right now. I know. But, uh, we, should, we should cue Brian Adams to do Lottie his song... Uh, to do his yeah. song, um, you know, was it uh, in the summer of 69 when Brian Adams was four? In the summer of 69 yeah. when I was four! <laughs> oh, lying second yeah. crap. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, how do you really feel? Well, I mean, you know, if you're, if you're Brian Adams, like, you know, at least just make it legitimate, okay? Make it like, you know, the summer of '80 or the summer. But he wants to be cool and be like, oh, I remember the days of the '60s. The summer of '80. <laughs> yeah, I suppose it doesn't work quite as well. I don't, I don't know if that really. Summer yeah. of 1980. Yeah, well. yeah, I guess it doesn't work quite as well. I don't know. Yeah. So speaking about some of this stuff, I was looking at, uh, I was looking at some of the stuff um, on uh, Yahoo. I was doing my usual headline search, so I found this thing that um, I found this thing about uh, about Bush's selection of Myers. And Russ, you said something about how you they did this study that found out, or they found out that Bush is now the most unpopular that any president has been in like I don't know fifty years, twenty year, twenty thousand years. Like what? What is this? That he's the most unpopular guy of all time, or something like that. I wasn't quoting Ancient anything. Ancient dinosaurs were less popular. It was more George just Bush. in general. He's well, his, his popularity is as low as it's been. It's I think as low as any incumbent president has ever had in a second term in maybe let's say a hundred years. But again, I'm pulling that completely out of my ass. So let's just accept that as truth for the time being. <laughs> because it's pulled out of your ass. Clearly, let's go with it. Yes, yes. That's a great idea. That's where all the truth comes exactly. from. Okay, I just have to say this because I just went to the headline page. This is the Yahoo headline before I even open the article. Headline. Cooling newborns. Okay. Ready? Cooling newborns may help protect brains. Now... Mm, brains. Do they help protect Chilled our brains? brains? Do they help protect the newborn brain? 
Okay, I click on it and it says. Delicious I think brains. that's a le- it's a leading headline. I was able, they, they, they see you're reading the article. You never would have read that article know, if you had a straight up headline. This is what it says. But because it's a crazy headline. They're like, look, we've sucked you in. This, this is what it says. It says chilling a newborn's entire body can help prevent or reduce brain damage caused by a lack of oxygen during difficult birth. Research suggests. However, experts say the results are in conflict with previous research for the treatment to be used outside of medical studies. It is in conflict with previous research that suggests the opposite. So I'm trying to think, does that mean that, like, heating of brains was the previous accepted standard? <laughs> like, we need a candle here, light the oh brain. No, 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 light. Baby out of the oven. No, flame. The baby out of the oven. <laughs> In the freezer. No, the oven. No, the oh freezer. God. <laughs> oh, God. This is exactly how all health studies and medical <laughs> knowledge works all the time. They're like, we've actually uh, turned everything on its head. And we should now chill that head because we've turned everything on. I mean, like, we were totally wrong about everything before. Cholesterol is actually the best well, thing ever. Eat more cholesterol. We did a study and <laughs> seven out of seven babies in the oven didn't make it. So <laughs> I think the opposite is probably the best way to go. Really? Like, because if you're a parent, like, how does this totally work? True. You're like, okay, so what are my options? Like, well, you could chill the baby or you could heat the baby. Is there a middle ground? No, either chill no, no, or heat. Bob, I said chill the baby. No, I said heat. chill the baby. No, no, chill. Put the axe down. I said chill the baby. Studies show that difficult births, babies killed during birth, do not die during childbirth. They're just they're killed separately. Exactly. <laughs> they, they are. Yeah, true. Is this an abortion study? What are we talking oh, about? God. Yeah. Oh god. Oh god. Babies killed just prior to birth. Oh, Tended god. not to make it. Yep. I find this equally and or less as offensive <laughs> as the decapitated baseball <laughs> discussion. <laughs> I just oh, it's a race to the bottom tonight. <laughs> Woo! Yep, that's the goal. Here we go. Let's find some other cool ones. How about this? Arkansas mother gives birth to 16th child. Okay, is this nationalenquirer.com no. or yeah? Check, it, check out the one three, Check the one down three, three steps down from there. World's oldest noodles alter view of ancient diet. Sweet. World's oldest noodles. Yeah, the, Are you? This is I, look. Listen. Okay. News is officially dead. An undated handout photograph. News to bring it. They back, have a picture of it. This is ridiculous. Archaeologists excavating some like ramen from yeah, the 16th yes, century. Yes. Archaeologists <laughs> excavating an ancient Chinese settlement discovered a small pile of well-preserved noodles. Eating ramen. No, 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 no. Well-preserved noodles after turning around over an upside-down clay bowl. This this village was destroyed by an earthquake 4,000 years ago, and it has a picture of these noodles dating right from 4,000 years too. ago. Damn it. That's what it is. Was there an ancient MSG packet sitting next to it? <laughs> I was just going to say. Scientists immediately took it and delivered about it. the authenticity because of the foil packing <laughs> in English letters that says oriental flavor. <laughs> this might not actually be what we think it is, but Sci- I'm not sure. Scientists immediately <laughs> discovered that the noodles oh, look, could be used. for a dollar. What a ripoff. <laughs> <laughs> Scientists, upon tasting the noodles, pronounced them good and had them in Egg Fu Young. Unfortunately, none of the noodles were preserved after their attack. Oh, oh and then it was the curse Oriental of the egg noodles. And like all of the people... <laughs> all of the people who ate it will wind up dead within the next five years. But it won't be because of the curse. It will actually be because... It's really bad. Ramen does not keep five to six centuries. Yep. They really just didn't have the preservative technology in 1650 that they thought they did. 
No, I really think it's like as there's more real news in the world and more horrible things happen abroad, it's like Americans need more and more total fluffy crap news in their American media so that they don't have to feel bad about their station in the world. It's like, I don't care what's going on. Look, preserve noodles. Look, chill your baby. Everything's going to be great. Rosy world. Everything's fine. Like, for example... You don't have to worry about a thing. Like, for example, this one story. UNICEF bombs Smurfs to highlight plight. Yeah, exactly. No, it's true. I mean, what? Seriously. That's yeah, what it says. I, I actually saw this article the other day. I've seen this before. Yeah. So tell them the article. Go to it. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, didn't, I didn't read the whole thing, but I saw, like, a screenshot of bombed out Smurfs because UNICEF is, like, trying to get people's attention. And it's like, what does it take? Do we have to bomb Smurfs? Okay, so be it. Here we go. Plan. Yep, so it shows, it, I just saw the picture, and it shows like a village that. being carpet bombed by airplanes. Um, yep. And, it's and the pilots of the airplanes all look like Gargamel. And Smurfs are, like, rolling around in the ground. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I'm not making that part up. It looks like one of my nightmares. It's fantastic. Uh, but it's just, I mean, the, the, don't you think the head dream about Smurfs being carpet bombed by no. First World no, 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 not, not by First Smurfs, World Nations. By U- according to the headline, UNICEF has now developed its own army and is bombing Smurfs. UNICEF bombs Smurfs to highlight plight. The Smurfs sacrificed themselves for UNICEF. got to be a slight exaggeration. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the Smurfs already went extinct because they didn't have the right male-to-female population ratio. Well, that and the UNICEF, they couldn't breed. Properly. The UNICEF people were like, look, we're not hard-hitting enough. We need to go do something. Why don't we go kill Smurfs? Then people will take us seriously. Yeah, save the children or we'll bomb the Smurfs. That's what I'm talking about. The whole second hey, generation of do what you Smurfs do. were all like Smurfette's kids and they all bore flipper babies. It was horrible. Yeah. They never showed those episodes. It's true. That's that would be awesome true. if like, the security ladies that work at airports were shipped off to Iraq. It would be uh, disturbing, I'd say. What is that that you have there in your dynamite strapped to your chest? Can you please remove that? (laughs) What? (laughs) That's really sad. Remove your shoes, please. (laughs) Dynamite strapped to Uh, his chest. Take off your shoes. No shoes. Oh, God. I will kill you all. Oh, God. Do you have any cell phones or keys? (laughs) Please deposit them and you will all die. Oh, God. Oh, Oh my God. Oh, God. Wow. (laughs) And stepping up the race to the bottom. I'm very sick. I have no accountability at what's going on today. (laughs) It's all just feverish. The sickness went to his moral sense first and sort of dragged him there. Oh, man. Oh, man. There you go. I was looking at... uh, Well-developed sickness. They have a rating of, like, what is the most viewed news. So the number one news headline on Yahoo right now is that the Chewbacca actor to become U.S. citizen. That is the number one. See, this is what I'm telling you. Followed by cooling newborns. There's an earthquake. Followed by cooling newborns. Yes, exactly. There's an earthquake that killed like 20 times as many people as were killed in New Orleans. Displaced as, you know, same proportion number of people. No, we're going to talk about 
Now we have one more U.S. citizen. It's a Wookiee. Yep. Wait. <laughs> Story. Come on. Fantastic. New Orleans is so much more fun than Pakistan. It's not even close. Not right now, though. Yeah, it's true. When when was the last time we had Pakistanis gone wild? Yeah, I know. That's very true. That's true. I mean, we had Pakistanis gone wild, but uh, people people got all in a fuss about That's it right. and declared a war on terror. <laughs> they have they have a listing. I mean, if you look at it, the earthquake <laughs> is number eight. And the top seven are Chewbacca actor to become citizen, cooling newborns, bird flu could go global, New Orleans police lawyer says tape doesn't tell the whole tale, photos confirm Kutcher and Moore wedding, Yankees coach fires Salvo a team owner, and Arkansas mother gives birth to 16th child. And then we get the earthquake hits northern Pakistan. (laughs) And then we get an earthquake that killed... 50,000 people, and, like, zillions of them are still trapped under rubble. What? Yeah. Is that consecutively? 16 children consecutively? That's the most viewed news. The most recommended news is natural beef sales outpace other kind. Who recommends that? How does it, hey, you you should check out. Recommended by the beef council. Exactly. (laughs) They're like, and it's what's for dinner. And we're actually putting it in your shopping cart right now. Versus hormone-fed beef, because that's a pretty... Major issue for the uh, environmentalists out there. That's right. Natural beef produced without growth antibiotics, fed exclusively. <laughs> right, exactly. Beef. The environmentalists who are sort of going halfway on it, who are like, yeah, we'll still support killing animals and doing the least environmentally efficient kind of food eating there is possibly, but we'll say it's environmental, sure. Growing demand has moved natural beef into mainstream stores. Several comments from cows said they were pleased that they were being fed only vegetables prior to their slaughter. Yeah, precisely. Oh, goodness. Is grass considered a vegetable? I don't know. It's a good question. I'm sure it is. I guess so. Yeah. Because I that's mean, what they eat. It's they or eat grain. parsnips. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, vegetable <laughs> or grain. This cow is fed exclusively on scallions. <laughs> Thousands of pounds of scallions. <laughs> <laughs> Those things can be dangerous. Those were what had uh, E. coli not so long ago, wasn't it? Scallions had Something e. coli? about scallions that were left out. Scallions? Yes. What? Oh, what? yes. Yes. How does scallions I, have E. coli? I'm not making this up. Look, look this up. It might not have been E. coli, but it was some bacteria or something that they had dressing? left out and That's they had it. Like, no, no. I, I definitely mean, mean scallion scallions. Pie? No, right. I mean, I mean, sky. Typing in a search. They scallions and E. coli. Yes, do this, or you know, some bacterial something, or you know, made people sick. I don't know. Let's see. Scallions there, there mixed with rags can cause E. coli. <laughs> exactly. Let's see. Okay, I'm looking at. I'm not making this up. I'm looking at the super. What? All right, wait a minute. I see superior aqua systems. The scallions were removed and were tested for E. coli bacteria. I'll be damned. See, I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. I mean about this. Documented associations... Turned out that Jim Scallions was just suffering from a minor <laughs> cold. I know. Bob and Joe Scallions <laughs> and lots of coli. Oh, my God. Contaminated scallions consumed in a Beaver County restaurant. I'm not making this up. This was real. This was a big story for a while. And I was stunned because I'm like, scallions? Really? Nothing Yeah, but it's not E. coli, though. But it's really Contaminated true. with hepatitis A? What? Scallions? Whoa. 
Oh, well, hepatitis can live on anything. That's not, like, even unique to food. Yeah, but, but, but live scallions? On a so that's no big deal. <laughs> but they're scallions. Well, it's anything. You can live on your computer. Who cares? So if it's on food, it's a little worse because okay, I have the hepatitis gets in further. Are you guys aware it. that as I went to find this page that I found there's a whole list of weblogs that have various diseases on them? There is an E. coli blog, a salmonella blog, a hepatitis A blog. Are we now... Greg, are we now going to go ahead and wow. offend the community of people who are families are afflicted with horrible diseases and find the need to express themselves in blog? No, no, I'm just... Because <laughs> I'm totally willing to go there. I just want to make sure that's what we're doing. <laughs> no, I'm just... I, I was wondering if it was actually oh, E. coli blogging itself, which would be really interesting. No, it actually... Look, okay. this is what it says. Just making sure. I just went to the E. coli blog, and here's the headline. How safe are pre-washed packaged salads? Dun, dun, dun. E. coli in packaged salads. Wow. How about that? Uh, oh, man. E- what is this? Like E. coli.com or something? It's actually E. coli blog.com. It, it, that's what it is. Wow. Yes. E. coli.com is under construction. Yeah. <laughs> e. coli blog. I, I, I don't, I can't believe that there's an E. coli blog. Oh, my gosh. This is like a really nice. Site. Yeah, and it's you sponsored by Marlon there you Clark, go. Attorneys at Law. And they also sponsor LLP. the Salmonella blog. Are they doing they like also sponsor the class action suits yeah. on you got E. coli? It. Yeah. You got it. Here, they will, we'll give you a little E. coli and a ketchup packet to spray all over your food before you this eat it. This is awesome. Check this out. We'll, uh, listeria blog. We'll make some money together. FDA reports listeria in smoked bratwurst served at golf course event. Someone in the law firm has to maintain the listeria blog. Crab legs recalled. What is I think listeria? I see a future for Andy Terrell if he ever shows up. I know, seriously. Uh, what is listeria? Well, Russ, listeria... Is it related to hysteria? Listeria monocytogenes is a foodborne disease-causing bacteria. Isn't that a tree that grows really out of control around around houses and this stuff? This is not to be confused with the tree that grows out of control around houses, which is actually called wisteria. Oh, listeria okay. also produces right. oh, toxins right. that damage Oh, it's the, it's the mouthwash. That's right. It's the scary mouthwash that people are afraid of taking. That's the mouthwash for females. Approximately 2,500 cases. Listerine for males. Listeria for females. Approximately 2,500 cases. No, no, no. It's when you get a panic attack, you get listeria. <laughs> right? You're, you're suffering, no, and if a lot of people do it at once, there's mass hysteria. hysteria, you silly guy. <laughs> oh, God. You guys are like half a step away from doing a pun war, and I'm going to leave. Nice. We are. We're on the verge of pun war time. That's wonderful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's kind of like a pun I'm not sure that we could have a pun more about E. coli, but I suppose we could find something. All right. You guys are talking way too slowly, which means that you're trying to think of puns related to E. coli (laughs) as you're speaking, so I'm going to ask you to stop right now. (laughs) I don't want us to be a cell of our former selves. Yeah. Oh, Oh, God. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> uh, That's your turn story. I know. I got. I really got nothing. <laughs> oh god! All right. Well, then instead, I'll just tell you that listeria apparently kills two hundred out of every thousand people that get it. Jesus! What? It's freaking terrible! Oh my god! An important threat to Is public it? health. Two hundred out of how out many? Out of a thousand. It's like 20% chance. No, 1,000. 1,000. I mean... I thought you said 100,000. No, no, 1,000. 
2,500 cases of listeriosis are estimated to occur in the U.S. each year, and about 200 every thousand result in death. But it, you'll immediately know you when you have it, though. Oh, so it results in death. Well, a person with listeriosis... doesn't cause A death. person with listeriosis usually has fever, muscle aches, and nausea or diarrhea, thereby making it exactly like every other disease you've ever had, ever. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Generic sickness causes death <laughs> in an average amount of the time. It's often misdiagnosed as one of 750 other possible things. Uh, that's what it is. That's what listeria is. Now you know. Let's see. L I S T E Listeria. L I S T E Listeria. I have a fever now. Listeria. What what band is that that sings that song? Um, I don't think there is a band that does that. Uh, but I just noticed. No, you know Gloria. Oh. Listeria. Listeria. Superbugs found in chicken survey. Read all about it on the Cyclospora blog. You can get infected by taking a chicken survey? Apparently. Significant numbers of chickens are contaminated with superbugs. That makes less sense than other things. Yep. No organic chickens were used, though, thereby demonstrating that you should eat organic. There's more blogs. There's the madcowblog.com. There's the Shigella blog, food poison blog. Uh. <coughs> yep. Unbelievable. I can't believe that scallions have disease. That's just that's just disturbing. I think I might have listeria. Well, what are your symptoms? Something very wrong with me. Fever. Okay. Uh, coughing, sneezing, weakness, and. Uh, my uh, left earlobe came off this morning. <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably listeria. I think I think you have listeria syndrome with the side of uh, side of leprosy. I think is what you're dealing with right there. And um, I'm sorry about that. Oh, okay, as long as it's just a side of leprosy. As long as you can just keep the ear around and reattach it afterwards, you know, you should be able to survive for at least a day or two. So I think I think you've got some time. Maybe you should infect me with listeria so that it fights off the leprosy. <laughs> it's like there's only room for one disease in this person. That's the idea. Yeah. That works. For example, have you heard of writer's syndrome? It is a form of reactive arthritis caused by gastrointestinal infections. The most common bacteria involved are Salmonella, Campylobacter, Yersinia, and Shigella, characterized by arthritis, conjunctivitis, and urethritis. Can I think of a subject that is less yucky than what we're talking about right now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I suppose. Well, it's not my fault that we were talking about scallions and all of a sudden the story said scallions had E. coli. That's I got nothing to do with that. Now, that, we were on E. coli before that, though. Yeah, how, how did we start talking about E. coli? We're, we were talking about, um, let's see... Chilled babies. <laughs> they were not diseased. They were just for eating. So that was not it. Uh, then something about... Oh, beef. It was the uh, the organic beef versus hormone-induced diseased beef. And people have chosen the non-disease-ridden beef for some reason. I see. That's right. That's how we was did that it. Was that it? Yep. 
Ah, number 15 on the most viewed list. I blame the news. Man coughs up screw after operation. Was the operation a surgeon sticking his finger down the man's throat? <laughs> Four years ago, Eddie Verhees broke two vertebrae falling off a ladder, after which doctors put a metal plate in his neck to help heal the wound. This week, the Belgian coughed up one of four screws used to hold the plate in place. I've had a cold for the past few days, Verhees told Daily Gazette Van Antwerpen. I had a terrible cough a few days ago. That's when I suddenly felt something in my mouth. It turned out to be a screw. One of the doctors involved told the paper he assumed the screw had moved because of an infection Verhees suffered following a second operation which caused his neck to swell. Verhees himself says they need to stop using shitty screws in internal plates. No, I made that last part up. But everything else was accurate. I don't really understand how that works in the way that I'm trying to think of it, but it's interesting nonetheless. Well, the thing that I don't understand is, like, so did they screw it into the esophagus? Like, how does one have a screw be coughed up in that area anyway? I would think if they put a plate in your body, they put it away from, you know, anything related to the digestive system, wouldn't they? Well, there are not a lot of, uh, like, masonry-ready holes in the uh, human digestive system. <laughs> Uh, it's just not a soft tissue. I wouldn't think that it would hold screws very well to begin with. Some guy was like, where do you want to put this? Well, uh, just anchor that to the spleen. That'll be fine. I know. Like, oh, I'm going to screw this, these here screws into a meatloaf, and it'll stay for five years. Really? I don't think it will. <laughs> the meatloaf screw. I think if you turn the meatloaf upside down, it's going to cough up some screws. <laughs> so disgusting. It's awful. Oh my god, it's like, we decided to put a plate in the body. Our mistake came when we tried to anchor it to the pancreas. We discovered that the pancreas is not very good at holding on to screws. <laughs> Though it sounds similar to anchor, has nothing the to do with it. pancreas, we got confused and we, we apologized for having done that. Oh my god, that is just unbelievable. What's up in, uh, what's up out there in the Bay Area there, story? Oh, you know, we got this big body of water. It's a bay. Um, and we're sort of, we're not the really... Jason bay. We're not really bay. there. We're in the area. Yeah, we're we're close by. Uh, no, it's it's good. We're going to Yellowstone tomorrow, so that's very exciting. Oh, really? That's got, cool. Uh, what are you guys going to do? A whole new... Um, we are going with my parents. Um and we're going to just hang out. No really intense camping or anything since we're going with my parents. So, Yeah, so it's going to be um, not camping so much as, as going sightseeing and going to lodges and stuff like that. But we'll still be, still be a very good time, I think. That's so, cool. I've not been since I was eight years wow. old. I will not see a computer screen for like the longest time in a long time. How long have you? How long are you going there? Uh, just four days. Oh, okay. Not not a ton of time, but but uh, for a while, flying into Salt Lake and uh, then running a car, going over land. So yeah, should be good. Why do I feel like uh, by the third day you're going to be carving the uh, Blue Pyramid homepage into a tree somewhere, <laughs> trying exactly. desperately to like track visitors? And cover. <laughs> Second cover. Day three. Oh, animal of the tracker. week was buffalo. Coming. Animal of the week. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> true. Look, it's the animal of the week. I can see it across the mud. Geyser of there the week. Is. Old faithful. Yeah. 
Eastern monologuing introspection out loud. Today, instead of posting on introspection, I'm going to rub leaves on my face. Sweet, sweet buffalo. Out loud to the introspection. Oh, hooray for introspection. Yeah, it's true. It's going to be like that. It's going to be exactly like that. Um, you'll be like, you'll be, you'll be no, talking and then you'll be like, and link to my word that I just said to find the new information. They're like, what about exactly. this word? You're like, click. Exactly. <laughs> and they're like, that word? I'm like, I'm so glad you asked about <laughs> introspection. Now we'll open up the page for you. Let me draw you a pumpkin. No, it's true. Uh, um, yes, but I, I can do it. I like nature almost as much as computers. Right up there. It's real close. So, yeah, uh, I will be doing that and uh, and not going insane, not knowing how my Google ads are doing, things like that that I've just gotten invested in. So, uh, seeing if the exponential Have you broken uh, $3.10? Yeah. Yeah. Well, how's the money coming in? No, no, still three, three ten. That's what you made? $3.10? <laughs> uh, well, I've actually made, that's just today. Oh, today? You might want to know. Just today. <laughs> <laughs> Over the life of the whole thing, you've made $5. I you made that assumption, Greg. I'm sorry, here's, I apologize. Here's no, the thing. actually, it's more like no, no, $3.30. Here's the thing. <laughs> Okay, here's the story. Here's the story with Google Ads. I will try not to uh, push any boundaries beyond my vow of silence and, and total confidence that I've signed with uh, with Google. They don't want me telling anybody about their inside algorithms and what little I'm exposed to. So I can't tell you how many clicks or page impressions I'm getting or anything like that. But I can tell you how much total money that I'm making. And here's the pattern. So on day one, which was a half day, which was two days ago, after I dumped the poker advertising, which lifetime over 10 weeks netted me $0 and 0 cents, even though I did like a test to confirm that they gave me money when I had a real money player in there who was having hands getting raked, and the test failed. The test revealed that they did not, in fact, tell me about this person, that they did not have any records of it, and that they were, in fact, scamming the life out of okay. me. Um, so I finally let go of them after 10 weeks of no money. So I had a half day on Monday, and I made seven cents. And uh, then yesterday was a full day, and I made well. First well, of wait, all, cents. do you realize how much yes. more seven cents is than zero cents? Exactly. You know that's, so that's already an exponential. Seven cents in half a day versus wait a you know. I just now made you ten more cents because I just clicked on each one. Oh no! No! Don't! No! Doesn't don't work click. That way, Greg. What? No, you're not supposed to. No. Also, you should not inflate you the clicks. It. I just did one of these. Keep an eye out for that. Google. It's true. No, it's true. But you should you should definitely not like do flurries. I of just did one each. They'll they'll freak out and say that I'm I'm defrauding. Back, okay. Back to Shakey's pizza ads for you, Slurry. I'm, <laughs> I'm just. It's true. I'm just saying you don't want don't want the defraud to come in. So seven Your three dollar change empire crashing to the ground. Is there a reason so that is there a reason that you you're, you're, you have seven cents coming into you and the current ads are about bill and coin counters? Is there a reason that those are connected? Yeah, well they're reading the front oh. page as being about they're reading the front page as like I talk about counters sort of because there's very little text on the front page because it's a lot of images and it's a lot of graphics. So somehow they didn't get the blue pyramid thing particularly, so they saw on the bottom of the page that I talk about counters, and so they're like, bill counters, coin counters, you know, the technology is still 
still in in progress, I guess. But uh, <laughs> you know, we're getting better. I mean, it's all you know, word word based interpretive technology. So it's a little whatever else. Uh, but on the quiz pages, it's mostly advertising other quizzes, quizzes which is well, fine. Well, it's a good thing you don't and run a website called the that's called great. the Suck It Awards, or you'd be getting some seriously bad ads. <laughs> it's true. That's yeah, and that's the thing. Is when I posted that thing, <laughs> yeah, exactly. and my great life achievement would be running a website called Suck the Second Awards. Awards. That would be the other awesome. problem. Um, right. Yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, anyway, today I've made three dollars and ten cents. So if you chart this on a graph of seven cents to twenty cents <laughs> to three dollars and more ten than cents, that now. I will be a millionaire by Christmas. But you made more than that now. This though. is um, this is this is the story that uh, I will be a millionaire by Christmas. That's the moral of the story. So you'll be a mil- nice. Um, when you're a millionaire, do you think you might be able to help out some of your friends? <laughs> Greg's like, nice. That's great. That's great. You'll be a millionaire. This is good news. And, uh, this is good news for the friends of that and you. I don't and, doubt and the for you, of your But mostly yes, just for sure. your friends. So, I mean, seriously, it might be before Christmas. I mean, really, if we chart, okay, so 7 to 20 is three times. But then 20 again to 310 <laughs> is like over. 60 bucks over, tomorrow. Yay. Yeah, exactly. It's true. And it's just going to get crazy. on Friday. Yay! Yeah. So I, I expect to come of back from Yellowstone being able to say, yeah, thanks $24,000 over the weekend. $500,000 by Friday. It's true. I'm telling uh, you, man, this is how you're supposed to get paid, exponentially increasing. That's what they always told you in grade school. Well, there was a reason that we did that exercise when we were in third exactly. grade about what happens if, if you pay the guy a penny and then double it every day for a month. Or a penny doubled, and you expect to see the job out for the long haul, take the penny doubled, for Christ's sake, as long as you're not in an really at-will higher state. Because then by the, the time funny thing was, about for the little kid, bucks, it was always like, would you rather have a penny doubled every day or $15? For the month. Exactly, yeah. And the kids are like, and they're $15 like, is a lot of money. $15, that's so much. <laughs> exactly. I think what I can do with yeah, $15. $15. $15. Million. Dang. Oh, that's true. Back in the day, man, you could do so many things with $15. Crazy. Yeah, back in, back in Greg's yeah, day. Yeah, back in the day. You yeah, could, like, exactly. buy back a wife for $15. <laughs> you could buy a car <laughs> and a house. That's right. This is actually before they had fi- the n- dollars or the number fifteen. This is back in the day when right, we used wampum true. beads and there was just dinosaurs. You could just say that fifteen dollars. People would worship Martin for islands. Yeah, that's what we did back <laughs> in the old days. Fifteen bones actually meant I was a kid. We used dollars. We used pointed sticks, and we liked them. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. I really like that. Really like exactly. Why does it always end that way, by the way? Why is it true? We were all amoebas at the time. <laughs> I used to hate yeah, the mollusks were stupid. <laughs> we looked around and were like, I hate the primordial soup. It's too cold. Yeah, that's what happened back in the day. That's <laughs> <laughs> your jello away from me. <laughs> Look, you take your pseudopod and shove it up your... <laughs> Your your cell wall. Your cilia. Your cilia. Uh oh, that was like okay. half a pun. I should shoot myself now. Nice. What are you people talking about? I know. Oh yeah. Pun cilia. Don't be so cilia, said Russell, the mm. pun master. It's true. Ooh. 
That's the nucleus uh, of our discussion. Uh, oh, oh. oh, yeah. Woo. Sorry, you've been really disappointing today. All you come up with is yeah and woot instead I of your know. normal set of puns. Well, you keep you keep doing you keep doing science stuff. I really have nothing to bring there. I'm like that really mitochondria <laughs> be a good joke uh, if you work on mitochondria. I mean, it's like, are you kidding me? I mean, I don't know. Oh, you know, boy. what are we? Are, are we on? <laughs> it's science. That's not a good thing. <laughs> are we on internal organs? I mean, I got nothing. You know, I'm trying to put my heart into it, but. I just oh, yeah, God. my my blood's boiling. I got nothing. Kidney yeah. is science. I mean, I don't know. Don't arm me anymore because names <laughs> are science. Yeah, too. I know. Yeah, anything body bodily, anything that I don't really have a full grasp of what it is is science <laughs> for me. It's like the full thing, you know. It's like curling is also science, and you know. Science. Languages are science, and, yeah. Bur- and the, and the Burundian language is, is also science. No, it's I true. Love that. Because, that is tremendous. Because the problem is, is that all of my friends in high school were like incredibly science oriented. Like everybody, it was the whole science crew. Because most of the smart kids were were into science, and I was sort of their token, you know, literature exception. And that was cool, you know. But I didn't know anything about science anyway. Like, I knew slightly less than average about science in general. And then amongst this crowd, I was, like, completely farcically bad at science. Like, I had no idea what was going on. So, you know, so I just got in this pattern of, like, anything that I didn't understand, I assume, must be the result of it being some scientific something or other. So, uh, so yeah. You know, this so, explains a know, lot of the language that you use about, like, wispy, ethereal things. Because really, you yeah. live in the 14th century in your brain. <laughs> You're like, it's true. What well, is it also helps that I, like, thing. started studying new... Yeah, I I also I also studied Newtonian physics in high school and objected to most of its principles strongly as not meshing with reality. So that uh, that helped gravity. Too. So then I started to actively <laughs> be opposed to science as a. Oh, I never to saw the apple hit the ground. You can't prove that apple hit the ground. No, I mean it was. No, I gravity's fine, but it's the second law I think the the one about uh, equal and opposite. That's that's hooey. It's garbage. That's Newton hitting the wine. Um. So not if somebody real. hits somebody, that person does not go backwards, <laughs> they just stay there? Um, I mean, I yeah, see. generally... The internet is made of four <laughs> elements. <laughs> Air, fire, earth, and laws. <laughs> I'm just saying... <laughs> when I'm there's too saying. much air, the tree doesn't you hit end back, up man. with bad That's websites. The tree doesn't hit back. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. When the lulls are overbalanced over the air and water, you get raffle copters. <laughs> <laughs> when there's too much oh, earth and air empty. together, woot, woot, woot. <laughs> oh, well. So I suppose the time has come to uh, move on to some... Uh, water <laughs> on that note. Move on. Org. Unrelated to the fact that I'm... Uh, Locked True. up in a 3-3 game here with the Detroit in the ninth inning, and uh, Brad Halsey is throwing his last pitch. How are you able to play and talk wow. at the same time? It's amazing. I'm amazing. That good. My brain is double-choiced. <laughs> there you go. Disturbing. 